Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Hello and welcome to Pancreas Pals. I'm Emily. And I'm Christy. We're just two gals in our 20s trying to live our best type 1 diabetic lives. Every week we tackle a new topic from the diabetic perspective. Although we offer tips, we are not medical professionals, but we also offer plenty of anecdotes and general thoughts about how to embrace the type 1 lifestyle on your own terms. It's not always easy to do through all of the literal highs and lows, but it does help to have a pancreas pal to turn to. Hey guys, welcome to Pancreas Pals. Emily here. And Christy. And this week we have a special guest, Bosma, who is joining us. And she is an amazing human who is in college out in California and is a big proponent and outspoken lady about diabetes. So if you would like to just open it up and tell us a little bit about yourself, Bosma, we're so excited to have you. Thank you. Hi. I'm so excited. First of all, like big fan. So thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I am um, just a third year college student um, here in California. I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when I was three years old. So going on to my 18th year. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, and I just got involved with American Diabetes Association and just advocacy really young. It was something that I always wanted to help like other people living with diabetes. And so I think it's really just my personal experience and just my passion for helping others that really like propelled me to kind of get this far. That's amazing. Thanks. And Christy and I were definitely, I know we were diagnosed a little bit later for those listeners who... Late bloomers. Yeah, <laughs> that's one way to put it. Our pancreases were late bloomers, I guess, or bloomers. Yeah, opposite of that. That's sad. Anyways, <laughs> um, we were diagnosed later in life. And if you head back to season one, episode one, to all our newer listeners out there, you can get a full sob story of our RIP pancreases. Pancreai? I don't know. Words are hard. Pancreai, probably. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I'm so interested to hear in your work, uh, hear more about your work with the ADA and about your Capitol Hill time and really just everything. We focus so much, I feel like, on JDRF, the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, because I'm such a big advocate for that. And I'm uh, a huge, like very active. I'm a huge member. I'm not a big deal. I'm an active <laughs> member. Yes, you in, are. In <laughs> Oh my God, hardly, at our New York City chapter. Uh, But there's so many other organizations out there like Beyond Type 1 and obviously the ADA, which is huge and encompasses not just Type 1, but also Type 2, which is an epidemic and it's another big issue going on. So if you want to talk a little bit about that, I'd love to to have everyone hear about how they can get involved and how you got involved. Yeah, I'd love to. So um, like I said, I got diagnosed when I was three, so I was really, really young. And at that point, I had never met or really come into contact with another child or person like you know my age that had type 1 so I literally thought that I was the only person in the world with type 1 because you know being so young that's literally like you don't really get the whole gist of it so um I went to my endocrinologist with my mom one day just you know regular checkup and he was like when she turns five you should um take her to Camp Wanakira and it's a it's a day camp here in California for children with type 1 and it's you know 
surrounded it the whole thing is run by basically type one then there's nurses and doctors um and the majority of the camp all has type one so it was a great way to kind of immerse me into what my life was going to be like and so my mom took me and honestly it was such a life changer like that camp definitely changed my life i was able to really learn how to deal with my type one but also that it was definitely livable with and i could really flourish um living with type yes. one. yeah <laughs> yes flourish yeah we need to remind <laughs> ourselves of that daily so it's always nice to hear it from a new friend exactly yeah, Christina and i text each other we're like you know we're crying but we got this we can still live exactly we're exactly Yesterday, two days ago, I sorry not to interrupt. No, this is you're like good. Such a personal side note victory of flourishing. I had like this big old thing of chocolate mousse, and my blood sugar oh, was yum. amazing. I like calculated that to the T, and yes, I did guess, but it worked out in my favor. Don't you That's love it when the guessing feeling. comes out right? I mean, it happens all the time, and I love it. It makes me so happy. It does not happen all the time for me. But it's like, <laughs> no, so I mean, like does. the guessing happens all the time, not the oh, it yeah, comes yeah. out right all the time. <laughs> Sometimes you're like, mm, let's just throw in a unit or two extra here and it works out and you're like, oh my gosh. Exactly. Except I'm like semi opposite. I'm like, let me underdo like half a unit here. Oh, and no. my, endo, <laughs> my endo hates me because I'll like go high, but I'm so, I have so many issues and Oh, stop. With going low. I'm so scared. We all do. Going low is literally so scary. Anyway, this is a tangent, but it's a fun one. Sorry. No, you're good. Go back. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, and I went, and it was really amazing. Like, by kindergarten, I was checking my own blood sugars. In second grade, I could give my own injections. So it really just taught me how to grow into this new life. And um, that's really how I got started with the ADA, since the ADA um, is the one that um, holds Camp Wanakura. And when I was, yeah, and when I was in middle school, um, you know, obviously knowing going into high school, I would have to do volunteer work and stuff. And I really started thinking and my thing growing up was that I wanted to do something in the future that I could help people and especially people who are sick or who had type one diabetes like me. And so I reached out to my local ADA office here in California and they were like, yeah, come on by, you can volunteer. And that's really just how I started. I started helping them in the office and around little nicks and, you know, doing things for them like that. And then it just kind of snowballed into helping them with events and making flyers for them and eventually speaking at, um, at events for them. And it kind of just snowballed into this huge effect. And I, and I really learned that I loved public speaking. I loved advocating. And so I kind of just took it to the next level. And that was um, how I became the National Youth Advocate in um, 2014 when I was in high school. And so it kind of just um, it grew into this huge thing. And, and I'm so happy that it did for sure. That is awesome. So exciting. Thank you. Oh my God. Meanwhile, Christy and I like still had working pink pancreases back. Or no, oh, 2014, stop. we did not have working pancreases. We was... remember, but I don't know. I think it's interesting that Emily and I will remember every step of the diagnosis and right. we'll remember the first time we did well and the first time we struggled as where this is something you just grew up with. And I feel like you can talk about it in such a different way because all Emily and I both will always remember what life was like before. So we didn't like, we had to adopt this stuff, like the positive attitude pretty quickly. Yeah. I think that's awesome that at age 14, you had like so many years of experience already. 
You know, it's definitely like when I talk to my friends who have, who were diagnosed later, like it's so crazy to me because like, like you said, you guys had to really, you guys can still remember like what life was like before. And I, and I say that in air quotes, like before, you know, the whole diagnosis. <laughs> the yeah, incident. exactly. Before the it incident. Was a simpler time. And so it kind of <laughs> like, I totally like you guys are really amazing just because that must be so hard to just know that there was a life before diabetes. So I would, I would not wish that. Like, I, well, I just don't know how you do it. That's so sweet, but, like, I always counter the other side of that, being, like, um, this is something we talked to, or I personally talked to Miriam, our mental health uh, correspondent. Yeah, also, like, guru, mental health correspondent. She's amazing. She's in all that, like, every other episode. So I feel like I know her personally, just from the podcast. (laughs) She's such a (laughs) queen. But we always go back and forth about this, because she was diagnosed so young, and I'm always, like, wow, like, you never, like, you never knew life without type one. That's so sad to me to think about, like, you know, as a right, child, yeah. you know, having to, you know, not being able to just go eat all the Halloween candy without having to get a shot type right. of thing. Yeah. But um, not saying that they couldn't eat the Halloween candy because, you know, it's type one, not exactly, type two. Exactly. Yes. Um, yes. But it's so <laughs> intriguing to, oh my God, dog. Hi, I love you. Um, to, sorry, I really want a dog in my life. Um <laughs> to just kind of go about your day-to-day, you know, dealing with puberty and having type 1 diabetes, dealing with, you know, having your first crush and dealing with all these things and having this chronic illness that it's the only thing that you really ever knew. So, like, it's so interesting. It's it's a debate that I will constantly have, and it's one of those grass is always greener type of things. Right, yeah, for sure. Um, but it's, I'm always, I love how you took it and spun it into this positive thing. And you're such a good advocate for Thank it. You. It's amazing. That really means a lot. Thank you. I feel like um, just growing up with type one, and I'm sure that the same applies to you guys, even though you guys were diagnosed later, it's, it kind of forces you to grow up in a way that's a little faster and kind of know more things than most people, you know, in our age would know or, you know, care about your body more than people, you know, I feel like 20 year olds will just go and eat, you know, junk food all day and especially being a college student. But it's like, I can't do that because, you know, I have my health to look out for first. But I kind of thank diabetes for that because I'm definitely a more well-rounded person, a more responsible person because of it, which is weird to think about. Um, but it's it's kind of like I thank diabetes for that, for sure. It's definitely a silver lining. Yeah, I definitely agree. On, on a level. I mean, it's so interesting, though, because there's another thing. We've gotten a lot of people writing in um, lately, which is amazing. We love all of our listeners. It's crazy. But... Um, we have gotten a lot of people writing in wanting us to talk about diabetes burnout yes oh my goodness it it exists it exists it does does. we felt it in different levels but you know i've only had this for i'm coming up on my fourth anniversary like in a month and a half and it's so like that's i haven't reached that burnout phase yet knock on wood you know i haven't had it for 18 years so i'm just wondering how you deal with that it's i oh my god i like love that you brought that up because um i have a blog that i write um about diabetes related things and all that fun stuff and um it's actually a new series that like i started on my blog because i feel like it's almost like a taboo thing to talk about like people don't want to talk about diabetes burnout because they're like oh we shouldn't mention it or as if like if you mention it it's gonna happen or something crazy like that and then there's the other side where people who don't have type 1 um or you know don't know anything about type 
or diabetes in general really don't understand what burnout is. And I feel like it's so important to talk about. Um, and I definitely have had burnout before. Um, it hit me hard in high school. Um, just, I feel like, you know, that's the age where, like you said, hormones and just trying to figure there's, out what you want to do. There's too much else. There's so much else. Um, true. <laughs> there's a lot, probably too much to go into, but it's kind of crazy because it's where you're trying to figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life and you're going to college. And it wasn't even that I was like rebellious. It just that I got sick, like of having to do things like check my blood sugar and, and have to think about carb counting. And it was just like, I was tired of it. Like just mentally and physically just tired of having to do everything. It's a day to day struggle and we never get breaks from diabetes. And I think people, that's what people kind of forget. Like we don't get a vacation. We can't be like, Oh, I'll come back to this, you know? Yeah. Right. And for those who are not diabetic or who have just never heard of the term diabetes burnout, it's definitely everything uh, Basma just explained, but in even more simple terms, it's basically when you just hit a wall with your diabetes and you've had it or you're, you've had it for a long time where you're just struggling, dealing with the same things over and over again, and it gets monotonous. And it's really kind of just like, uh, you know, coming to terms with it without being able to really come to terms with it type of situation. Um, yeah. So it's, I, I find that advocacy really helps me as well in, um, this podcast obviously helps, helps me and I can't speak for Christy, but Hey, Christy, does it help you? <laughs> yeah. I would say I have a couple of go-to just like mantras, if you will, because I think I experienced burnout as a result of two different thoughts. One of which is I'm irritated and I don't feel like dealing with this. Those mm-hmm. tend to happen. Like I have bad days right, where that right. is my mentalities and they're my mentality. And it, it tends to live just in that day. Right. And then I can move on from it the next, you know, I have my little like internal fit. I have an undeserved high or an undeserved low. And I say undeserved because that's how it feels in the moment. Course, you know, you yeah. think you do everything right. And for whatever reason, things don't but your, your worth is not based on those highs and lows, Christy. I totally I know, agree with I that. Know, but in the, in the moment, all I can think is just like, this is undeserved. And I have bad days like that. Right. More ongoing thoughts for me is more like, there are so many health complications that come along with this and I can get myself scared. But what I oh, have to sure, remember, because yeah. that those kinds of thoughts to me, that that tends to be something I think about, not constantly, but you know, that could last for more than a day. If I, Oh yeah. I agree with that one personally, see something uncomfortable or I hear a bad story somewhere. Cause I do follow a lot of diabetic blogs and whatnot. Like as we've gotten more involved with people over media, you know, they tell us like, Hey, I also have this thing you should go check out. And we do. So that type of stuff, I need to remind myself, you know, this is such a frustrating and it can be, you know, a complicated thing to live with, but like, listen to what I said, you live <laughs> with it, you know, you keep, you keep living. Exactly. It, it doesn't have to be so scary all the time because, you know, it's, it's not going anywhere. So you kind of have to make your peace with it from day to day. So I, I guess that's my two forms of burnout, if you will, you know, sometimes it's just for the day and then other times I have a bad week and it, it, it all just depends. It really does. It fluctuates. It's kind of like an ever moving like wave. It kind of just, it comes and it goes and 
and you can never predict your triggers for it either like sometimes it's very obvious and you have a low that you didn't expect at a bad time and you're like this is why I'm upset about it and I swear like other times everything could be fine like my blood sugar might be behaving itself but (laughs) but it's like you you just feel something yeah no for sure I think like, it's, like, I was, very emotional I was thinking based. about, um, I have an upcoming wedding, not my own, um, that I'm attending <laughs> in a couple of months, and literally, like, I was so determined to buy a dress, which I did end up getting, that has pockets, so I can have my insulin pen in, in the pocket, and I was, like, as I'm looking through dresses online, and, you know, I'm considering going out to stores, I was like, this is so obnoxious that that's even a consideration that I have to include. I think you could look at it that way as like obnoxious because it's, you know, you have, it's an added step. But I also, I said on because the first thing that came to my mind was like, it's a cute way of incorporating your diabetes, you know, like it's kind of like, hey, I have to live with this, but let's make it fun. Like, let's get a dress that has pockets in it or like, let's, um, you know, wear tights that have like pockets underneath or whatever it is. I, I try to, that's just personally me. Like I try to make everything have some kind of silver lining because going through burnout, when I did go through it, I just felt like everything was such a downer and everything was such a Debbie downer that now I, I try to prevent that by just incorporating something fun into every thought. Just like kind of, it's almost like a prevention for me personally. That's a good, that's a good way to think about things for sure. Um, not to hop, skip around a little bit, but I am very interested to hear about your time on Capitol Hill. Ooh, yes. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what it was like going to DC and, you know, speaking in front of people and just being at the hub of all these things that are really affecting us um, down, you know, especially in this day and age with healthcare and all those situations. Yeah. So the ADA, um, I've been to Capitol Hill twice now and the ADA basically both times um, invited me out there to uh, partake in their Capitol Hill event. And it's basically this amazing, badass way of just bringing everybody who's affected in any way really by diabetes. Obviously, most of the advocates there had type 1 diabetes, but um, then we had NFL football players actually come out and most of them were in some way related to diabetes. A lot of them had family members with type 2 even. And we all just marched down a Capitol Hill and we had meetings with our uh, local congressmen and women from our home states. And so we were divided into states. And we got to sit down with them face to face and tell them our personal stories, which I think is amazing because I always say this and I think it's so true. They hear a lot about us. They see things on brochures. They obviously (laughs) see the bills, you know, but seeing us face to face telling our personal stories in first person, I feel like they can't they can't just escape that. You know, they can't be like, oh, I'll be right back. Like, they can't just put you down on a table and come back to you later. Exactly. It's in their face, and I think that was the greatest way to really raise awareness, and we tell them how we're affected individually. So my mom and I went, um, and I got to talk about my personal worries with, you know, healthcare and being covered, and while I am covered now under my parents since I'm in college, just going out into the real world when I get a job or I go to grad school and having the worries of whether I'll be, you know, taken care of well, because diabetes is a disease where every day is unknown and anything could happen at any moment. So it's always in the back of your mind that you want to be protected, you know? And my mom talked about the increasing cost of insulin and just how there, we really need like insulin transparency. Like why are these costs so high? Where is this going? 
and what can we do about it? And so it was an amazing way to really just foster all of our passion and advocacy and everybody from all ages and all demographics and all, you know, racial backgrounds. It was a great way to come together and really like fight and scream, you know, like we really got our word out. And so Capitol Hill is amazing. Like I definitely recommend you guys to definitely check it out some year. Oh my God. I'm so inspired. (laughs) (laughs) I I definitely came back um, from the last one last March, really, really inspired. That's actually what launched me to start a blog. And I started going more public with, you know, advocating on social media, which, you know, social media is a tricky place and definitely a very interesting place. And um, while I obviously advocated my whole life, I have, I just never personally would like kind of show that on social media because I figured, you know, let's just keep it away from that kind of social area. But then I figured, well, you know, if I'm advocating, I might as well be advocating whenever I can. So why not? So, you know, that kind of came out of all of that. Yeah, that's amazing. Wait, so what's your, give a little plug to your website. Oh, yeah. Um, it's definitely a long handle, but it's um, <laughs> Bosma, my first name, B-A-S-M-A, um, Adams, A-D, uh, A-M-S, uh, at, or dot wixsite.com slash voice for champions. Um, so that's the name of my blog, voice for champions. And, and we'll um, put a little link on our website. Perfect. Because so. I probably got it wrong to be completely honest. Oh my God. No, it's <laughs> so for those who didn't have a pen handy, um, don't worry about it. We got you. Yeah. Um, I named my blog voice for champions because I really believe that People living with diabetes, whether type 1 or 2, are champions. We fight every single day, and we really, there is no break, like we said. So, you know, we should really give it to ourselves, uh, a pat on the back for what we're doing. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, A little, I have, like, two fun questions that I really want to start asking people because, like, A, I'm curious, and B, why not? Um, what are your top three low snacks? Ooh, go-to I love low snacks? these kinds of questions. Okay. Well, the, I'm going to say the first one is not like fun or anything, but it's because I always have it by my bedside, especially for night lows. It's just apple juice. You know, those Costco yes. ones and the cute little bottles. Yes. That's my number one go-to. Exactly. So, and plus it raises it pretty high. So I like that. Um, it's quick yeah it's quick exactly like you don't have to fuss with it plus if you're half asleep you can still kind of drink it and not spill it on yourself yeah apple (laughs) apple juice to me is prime low juice i think you can also if you need a second juice box it's just it's less aggressive than something sweeter i used to get like berry blends but apple juice is where it's at yeah apple juice is the og man (laughs) <laughs> definitely OG, not OJ. Anyways, oh. I had to. Oh, that We're, was a good one. It's our, good. you've been like pretty good this episode, Christy, about not saying any dad jokes. Oh my God. I love dad jokes though. Kind of off our game. I know. Christy, I'm looking at you, kid. <laughs> you're, you're so good at the dad jokes. Wait, so what's your number two? Buzz, All right. Sorry. And then, no, you're good. And then probably some kind of like, uh, lately I've been liking nerds. I'm, I'm a nerds fan. You know, those little candies, right? The little yeah, nerds. Yeah. Yeah. I love nerds. So lately I've been, I've been doing nerds and then obviously doing nerds. nerds. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> and then Skittles, um, just cause they're easy, like one to one ratio kind of thing. I love Skittles. Yeah. Love, love, love. They're my go-to. I'm Wait, not a big glucose really one. Yeah. That's what I, I mean, honestly, I've seen it so much that it's like one to one and I really 
think they are because it kind of works. So that makes sense gonna, now. Yeah. My whole life is being put in a different perspective. <laughs> I am such an idiot. I should really look into these things before I just start pouring things You know what? It's never too late. And I'm just glad you know now, you know? It's true. I'm so woke now. So woke. Uh, okay. And the other question I had is about any medical ID situations. Do you wear a Ooh. bracelet? Do you have anything like that? So I have a little thing on my phone, you know, like the emergency tab. Yeah. Where you can, I have that. I, growing up, I didn't like the way medical ID, like, you know, those bracelets that have the the big sign on it looked. I just did not like the look of that. But I recently found these, like, cute, um, customizable, I have an iWatch, an Apple Watch. And oh, there's, same. yeah, there's these cute, like, um, apparently the band, like, you can yeah. order a customizable one that actually has it engraved on there. Yep, exactly. It's so, so cool. They're yeah. coming up with some really cool things these days. I think I might have to get one of those for sure. I'm not a big... I don't know. I probably should wear one, honestly, to be honest. We're but. like... I feel like I'm starting... Christy, you've inspired me. I'm such a proponent of it, but I'm also a proponent... Like, to be honest, I splurged... Actually, I didn't splurge. My mom splurged on mine. It was <laughs> a Christmas gift, I believe, from her. Um, it's like a rose gold. I really like the shape and the size and i'm just a sucker for rose gold because it is the most basic thing about me oh of course um but you know pick one that pick one that you like because i don't know i'm just i refuse to get in a vehicle without wearing one i just want it to be so clear true if i should out on public transport I, i feel like it was just something my mom and i discussed and it was kind of you know a deal with me moving states away, having been freshly diagnosed a year before that, yeah. you know, I was going to follow just, you know, little Christy, things that are you're in inspiring control. me. <laughs> Christy, <laughs> it's a little thing that's in your, <laughs> in your control. And I think you can embrace it. I say get something, you know, not crazy expensive. I mean, unless you want Obviously. a diamond encrusted, oh <laughs> you, like, you know, give yeah. yourself a little bit of a budget, like have fun with it. You know what? I'm probably going to end up, like, looking at things online right after we, like, end this podcast because... We're definitely going to do an episode just on alert bracelets and medical IDs in general. They have have such fun stuff. Like, it's not not ugly. It's true, yeah. I mean, mine's, like, super basic, but it's, like, really disturbing the amount of... um, people are like oh my god I love your bracelet and I'm like what the hell people see the rose gold and they're like how trendy and I'm like mine's like super basic mine's literally just silver basic like it looks like I'm straight out the hospital type of situation oh my god but um but like people are like that's so cool I'm like it's not a dog tag it's legitimately just my (laughs) medical ID but I think it's so important to ask people and bring it up because you know like one day it could be life-saving and if we could help in any way with that i'm like all for it i did not mean to medical id shame you everyone oh no girl you're fine you guys (laughs) are fine everyone who doesn't have a medical id you're totally fine i'm not trying to push you in any direction you live your best life you do you um i just know my anxieties make it so i really want to wear one (laughs) no it's definitely something that i've tried to be better about i did i did go a while with wearing one and then something happened I started getting more into watches and then I kind of forgot it but like it's definitely there on my list of like find a cute one and then stick to wearing it you Uh, you definitely can it's pretty easy these days and if you don't like it just take it off whatevs exactly yeah Uh, yeah, I don't like wear it in the shower (laughs) no I do I just literally I haven't taken mine off in years which is why Christy Christy let me borrow hers once she had an extra one because mine fell off because they like because I 
never take it off type of situation. That's I how you know you're of, dedicated. Like rubber ones that I just get at CVS because I wear them at like the pool the and stuff. Yeah. So back in my nannying days, when I would take the kids to the pool, I was a nanny, and one of the kids was type one as well. Um, coolest kids out there, and you know, just in telling her, I think taking care of another type one kind of reminds you of certain things because you know I would always tell Olivia like all right pool time like time to put on our rubber bracelets and it was just like our thing that we did together but you know if I'm asking her to do it like I hope she always has it on so you know I'm sure she hopes the same for me it's just like a tiny tiny thing to make those around you feel better and yeah just kind of like Emily said it's just one less thing to kind of worry about I love it yeah I love it for sure um one other question this is like so I keep jumping off like on all these different directions and I do want to wrap up in a hot sec but what what type of care do you do do you have insulin injections do you have a pump do you have a port so I recently went off the pump because I got the Dexcom and I was like I don't want to be a walking robot um so (laughs) I went off the the pump but yeah so right now I'm on pens um, and I inject hey, myself open. Yeah. You're hybrid of me and Christy. I'm like super bionic. I have my Dexcom and my Omnipod. Mm. And Christy is very old school and original type of gangsta and <laughs> has her injections. Yeah. So you're hybrid. Yeah, exactly. The best of both worlds. <laughs> so true. I know a lot of people who do injections in Dexcom, but I had to do injections a few last week because I accidentally left my insulin pump at work, which is a whole different story. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, that's the one downfall of Omnipod, but it's also the one thing I, like, my biggest thing that I love about Omnipod is that, like, I don't have to wear it. But- I know. That's when I was on the Omnipod because I've done Omni and Animus and that was the one hard thing was I'd always have to be like, wait, where is it? Where did I put it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so true. But yeah, I did shots and I was like, this just isn't for me. I love the freedom of it. If Christy feels the same way, like I just, yeah, I love the way that I can just do it whenever and I don't have to deal with a bulging, like, you know, pump site and (laughs) the bulging, the bulging pump site. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It kind of haunted, it haunted me in um, middle school and high school when we did swim PE and I was like, I was just like, why, why is this here? Well, in middle school, I like, would, you know, wear those, remember tankinis and how in they were? Oh my God, yes, I'd wear tankinis. a tankini so that it could like cover my pump site because at that point I didn't want anyone knowing yet. Yeah. Um, and then in high school I was like, okay, whatever. Like, you're gonna know, you're gonna know, right? So it's so true. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on. This Bossa. was so much fun. Like, I just want to keep talking to you guys for like hours. Oh my God, we'll you back. Yeah. Oh. Um, sounds great. We want to definitely learn more again. Um, well, it's not again if we're learning more, but about the ADA <laughs> yeah. uh, moving forward. But thank you so much. This is our time. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this amazing episode and hearing all Bosma has to say. Thank you. Um, you can follow Bosma on Instagram. Yeah. Do you want to give a little plug there? At Boz the Boss. So B-A-S the Boss, B-O-S-S. Yeah, so follow her on Instagram, follow us at pancreas underscore pals, follow us on Facebook at pancreas pals pp, and um, really, you know, slide into our DMs, we love hearing (laughs) from you guys, we love all the emails, oh my god, yeah, Uh, hit us up at pancreas, um, wow, why am I blinking? pancreaspals123 at gmail.com and we're just so excited to continue this season and we love all the hype and all the love and again, you know, 
tag us in your medical IDs, bracelets. We're always looking for inspiration and we love, we just love everyone and have a great week, guys. Basma, it's been amazing. Have Thank fun in school. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. I had so much fun. Yay. Okay. So Pancreas Pals out. Have a great week, everyone. Bye.